Welcome to The Wood Podcast, where we explore solutions to some of the world's most critical challenges in energy and the built environment. I'm your host, Lauren Gallagher. Thank you for joining our episode on Enabling a Sustainable World, coming to you after the World Economic Forum's annual Davos Agenda themed The Great Reset. Bringing global leaders together, the event focused on the policies and partnerships to achieve a more sustainable future. Now more than ever is a time for action. Today's guests are going to reflect on the momentum following the recent event, challenges in delivering sustainability targets, and the keys to setting a successful roadmap to net zero. I'd like to introduce Anne Rosenberg, Wood Senior Vice President of Sustainable Development. A co-founder of SDG Ambition with the UN Global Compact, she has dedicated her life to serving as a trailblazer for global sustainability a Denmark native, and joins us from New York City. I'd also like to introduce Peter Hall, Wood's Vice President and Global Director for Sustainable and Resilient Infrastructure. Leading the charge to a low-carbon world, he drives initiatives and partnerships to accelerate energy transition, manage climate impacts, and promote responsible investment. Peter joins us from Portland, Maine. This year, the Davos Forum celebrated its most challenging edition in the midst of the ongoing pandemic, holding a virtual roundtable where global leaders shared their insights into the state of the world in 2021. And you are a speaker at this year's event. Can you provide some highlights? It is such an exciting week. We just went through, uh, not just saying an exciting month, uh, you know, we all know that how uh, U.S. is now uh, back into the Paris Agreement, thanks to Joe Biden. And uh, we also had UN Global Compact coming out with a three-year new strategy with a with a much more, very strong focus on climate. And then not to forget this week uh, that we just went through where Larry Fink came out with a CEO letter, where we ho- heard from incredible CEOs, from BP, from GM, uh, Salesforce, great companies coming out with big commitments, and not just commitment about their journey, but actually commitment about how they are going to do it together with communities, with with, with partners, really in a public-private partnership. And at last year's conference, you launched the SDG Ambition, challenging companies to set bold goals and embed strategies into their core business. What can you share about this year? Is the agenda accelerating? The world is definitely going into a tipping point right now where we go from having conversation about uh, what we would like to do to become more sustainable. Uh, would have been going on for a couple of years to to the point where we can't become really action oriented, uh, and this is exactly what was you could call it the talk of the town uh, last week uh, at the Um What is interesting is that last year I launched the SDG ambition uh, together with the Secretary General uh, at the um at the 50 years anniversary of World Economic Forum in 2020. And this was actually a framework and is a framework for the private sector, how to really implement uh, the ambitions that has been set by uh, companies around the world and governments and how you really uh, put sustainability into foreign center of your digital transformation. And I think this year we've just been through with COVID have shown the importance of action. Uh, and we can see how 
unbelievable presidentially uh, the world had been able to come up with vaccine in no time and it's been distributed around the world now and and i would say i think the whole world have learned from this that by coming together and also understand when we look at technology uh, all the technology we have at hand today can really do anything we want it to do but we need to use technology for good peter i'm curious where are you seeing action the key things coming out of Davos is that the, the race to net zero is is not a it, it's a requirement. It's becoming a requirement. It's also becoming a requirement to build in resiliency to your to your projects and assets. The other thing is stakeholder capitalism. Uh, you know, at, at Davos, over sixty global companies committed to the uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, Cap, stakeholder capitalism metrics where they have to report on uh, on their status around net zero finances and progress towards the goals. The other thing that came up in Davos that was very interesting is is uh, is the investments needed for this. So there was an SDG uh, investment fund that, that, that was launched there to uh, help uh, cities and regions accelerate action to the to the sustainable development goals, and that and that fund is something that's really trying to bring uh, investments to the projects that need to be built. In fact, it, it's estimated that that only that uh, 65 percent of the targets that we need to reach. Um, won't be met without additional investment and without cities participating. The Biden administration recently announced their plan prioritizing dramatic cuts in carbon emissions. How is this driving change? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. So some of the uh, companies that have really stepped out and set uh, ambitious actions uh, in the transportation sector, for example, General Motors, um, has announced that you know they're planning to sell only zero emission cars and cars by 2035, and be and be carbon uh, neutral by 2040 across their organization and supply chain. Uh, we're also seeing um, large tech companies like Microsoft commit to being carbon negative um, by 2035, and we're seeing uh, other organizations and companies make really significant investments uh, to to support both net zero projects and in resilient invest uh, resilient outcome uh, projects. We're also seeing a big shift in companies that want to align with environmental social governance ESG, uh, you know, uh, metrics and outputs. And a key part of that is how these projects can improve <coughs> social opportunity. Um, for the people that that the projects support, so um, it really pushes having a roadmap for uh, to achieve those results. So that's something we're seeing as a big trend. In the race to net zero. Less than one quarter of the world's largest companies perform well when it comes to clearly reporting progress toward decarbonization targets. What are some of the challenges they're facing? Some of the challenges that I see right now that we in a collective have in the world is that we do need to make sure that we can have access to real real life data so when we do the reporting it needs to be real life data that we bring into our dashboards and this is something that we have a really big focus on uh, at wood to support our client with so when you do your measuring of your data 
new ESG uh, reporting, that you can do it in real time and that you can embed that measurement into your all, all um uh, dashboard that you have within your company on every level you have in your company uh, and for every line of business. And so I think the 2021 20, year is the year where you will see companies around the world uh, really getting the dashboards in place that they get the ESG reporting really solid, uh, not just on historical data, but on real-time data. And then it's not enough that we just measure. That just gives us an understanding of what the situation is, and we should keep on measure, measure going forward. And this is also what is exciting about the equipment giving by the many CEOs of the world when they say we want to go out and be carbon neutral by 2050 or 2045 or um, and so on and so forth, is that they will need to keep on measure and measure and measure. But, but it's not enough just to measure the same situation the whole time, the next 10 years or next five years or two years. You need to measure and see that you are changing your business, your business model, the way you run your processes and so on. All right. Th- that stat you have in here, so it, it, it addresses two items really, really closely, measurement and money. So half the world's population uh, lives in cities and they generate 70% of the greenhouse gases right now. So we have to address energy reduction in cities. Right now, uh, only about 24% of those are on track to meet their climate goals. And this highlights two really important challenges measuring progress towards your goal, to your net zero goal, and also having the money needed to make those investments to to, to progress towards net zero. And, and some companies are starting to address this. You know, I, I, you know, Amazon right now has a $2 billion fund to invest in low carbon technologies. And there's a lot of other funds out there that are trying to find projects to make a significant reduction in, in, in the energy transition. And they need to be also focused on cities as well as companies. And you mentioned BlackRock CEO Larry Fink's annual letter calling for a single global disclosure standard for all companies and the need to measure carbon with rigor. Are we making progress? I think, first of all, um, the last couple of years, um, a lot of incredible ESG frameworks and reporting definitions has come out um, uh, so, so the first thing, and which, which was also the reason why I teamed up with UN Global Compact, because UN is for me, uh, and I think for everybody in the world, uh, they unite us, and 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 by having some old frameworks that we all like uh, are leaning up at and are applying, this is a way that we agree on a reporting a standard reporting framework that we can use so we all report the same way. So, so does that so that that's that's one thing that we need to have in place that we all are, are reporting in, in a uni, unified way uh, so we, so we can consolidate data. One of the key things in that letter which is consistent with other investment uh, firms is the more your company can show its purpose in delivering value to customers and employees and communities the better able uh, those companies are going to uh, be able to compete, deliver long-term durable profits for shareholders. That's something that's really being um, promoted and required uh, right now as a standard. Another key thing in the BlackRock uh, announcement to their to their uh, clients is they, they want to see sustainability reports. They want to see disclosure on long-term plans to improve, improve equity, diversity, inclusion, and really look at the social part of ESG investments. Um, so it's more than just uh, energy reduction. It's really looking at um, how companies can align their purpose uh, to, to their missions. 
So I'm hopeful, as you say, that 2021 is going to be a year for change. While companies really work towards addressing these technology gaps, focus on social commitments, and prioritizing investments. How do you set a successful net zero roadmap? So, so one one of the uh, one of the things we're working on that we're seeing as a huge uh, need in the market and for companies on the energy side, they need to understand what uh, what policy they're in. What are the policy uh, policies they're part of? The governance structures, you know, they need to know where their baseline, where they're starting from. So, uh, what are your objectives? Where they start from, and then and then really assessing and prioritizing where does a company invest and focus on to to uh, reach net zero? Do, do they focus on new energy sources, uh, energy efficiency, you know, reducing portfolios around um, some of their um, older energy assets and, and looking at how much that costs? And, and when you can do that and you can look at and you can develop a decarbonization roadmap, then you can start to design, implement, monitor and build in you know, projects that can uh, accelerate a company towards net zero. And some of the roadmaps that can be used um, that we use, uh, one is you, you can you can look at your uh, decarbonization roadmap through a score process that really looks at how you substitute, capture, offset, you know, reduce energy, and then evaluate that to improve over the long term. Um, along with a resilience roadmap, allow us or any company to build projects that can both achieve targets and also in doing that, achieve the sustainable development goals. When these projects are done well, you're improving energy access to vulnerable populations. You're providing reliable power and also delivering co-benefits from those projects to the communities that uh, that need them. I, I would like to add to what Peter uh, is, is, is speaking about here, but where I see the big change uh, compared to the past is around a couple of things. First of all, uh, companies have never ever as much as they do now worked in public-private partnerships. So we see with the engagement that we're doing with our clients uh, and also the commitment that you can see is coming out uh, doing here uh, a World Economic Forum and we saw it also last year uh, at the uh, UN General Assembly is that companies are not just going out and committing to what we are going to do, they're committing what they're going to do together with the city they are part of or the 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 country they are part of it it's it's a much more a public private partnership roadmap that that we now are building with our clients partnerships are the key to having this all work and happen and, and some of the partnerships uh, engineering firms are now working with philanthropic organizations they're working with technology partners they're working with uh, government and en- uh, entities to deliver uh, public-private partnerships, both for financing projects and the delivery uh, of those projects. You know, for example, you know, we're part of a, a net zero carbon cities global framework that's being pulled together by the Resilient Cities Network in conjunction with the World Bank and other key city leaders. So it's a combination of uh, public uh, entities, um, NGOs, engineering sector, technology sector, uh, data t- uh, data centers, uh, data, data companies like Google are even part of this to put, provide uh, 
co coordinated solutions to this, which really to make it to make it all work, we we have to do. And then the the other thing I want to mention uh, is that scenario planning is becoming very important now because when you uh, so I'm a science fiction writer and have and came out with a science fiction book for two years ago at the World Economic Forum because I begin to realize that if you really want to become a sustainable company and you want to build back better and you want to reach the global goals by by 2030. It's not a linear change we're talking about here. We are talking about a fundamental change. And to, to do fundamental changes, you need a little bit of a sci-fi mindset and use scenario planning to get to that. You know, when we, we were children, we, we a lot of playfulness and we came up with, with many fun and crazy ideas. But the older you get, you somehow, you, you probably say, you know, I need to leave that behind me. But but more than ever now, scenario planning, design fiction mindsets, think about what if I, what is it 2050 now? How would I like the world to look like? And then you literally build back a plan on how it should look like today. And then you begin to change your company. And Peter, thank you for sharing these really great insights that will help us turn goals into action. As we continue to explore this theme through the Wood podcast, we'll be delving further into how to put roadmaps, partnerships, technology, and a bit of sci-fi thinking to work in delivering on those ambitions. And that brings us to the close of this episode, where we explore the roadmap to net zero. If you'd like to connect with today's guests or explore related insights, please visit us at woodplc.com podcast, where you can also subscribe and receive updates to the Wood podcast. At Wood, our curiosity keeps us pushing, innovating, making the impossible possible. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Take care and be well.